loud. And I, and I don't mean normally, because normally, yes, I'm really loud, but I'm really loud tonight. Ringing loud. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to uh, um, uh, John 16. We'll start like that. You know, I was uh, listening to Faith School this week. Anybody been listening to Faith School? Faith School's awesome, isn't it? Huh? If you haven't been listening to Faith School, it only takes 28 minutes. <laughs> you, you can do it. Like, if you get up an extra 28 minutes, I don't get up an extra 28 minutes, so I have to do it later. I have exactly two seconds left when I walk out the door to get where I'm going. I've got it time to the T. But I was listening to Faith School this week, and at the beginning of every Faith School broadcast, Brother Moore says, Faith School is where your faith is fed, your spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be an overcomer. And when he said that, God said, say it again. And I said it again. He said, say the last sentence, how, learn how to be an overcomer. You know, I think so many Christians, especially in faith circles, believe just because you're saved and you go to a faith church, you are an overcomer. The truth is you are. But do you know how to be one? I have a lawnmower, but I'm a terrible yard keeper. I possess the ability, I possess what it would take, but I don't want to do it. Right? You know, everybody in here also possesses a smartphone, don't they? Just about every person in here probably has a smartphone. Nobody in here knows everything that one does. Right? Why? Because you have to learn. Right? I remember years uh, when we first got Bible programs on our computer to study. You know, I was doing the minimum because, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't want to go any further than this. I'll lock it up. Rob will have to come see me, and he's got plenty to do. And so, you know, I'm doing the bare minimum on my Bible program. And, you know, one day Rob comes up. He says, have you ever seen it do this? And then Brother Moore says, oh, and it'll do this. I'm like, wow, it opens up a whole new world for you. But there's still more to learn. And overcoming and being an overcomer, we are overcomers by our belief and our faith in Jesus Christ, our salvation. We are overcomers. But, but we have to learn how to walk in that and grow in that on a daily basis and, and, and go further with it. Just because you overcome, came once doesn't mean you're done overcoming. If you're an overcomer, that means you're going to be overcoming all your life. Amen? And, and you know, a lot of times... We confuse what we're to overcome. I remember when I was broke, I could have swore being broke is what I needed to overcome. Right? The mountain of poverty is what I was speaking to. Amen? I mean, anybody ever done that? Bills and poverty, you gotta go in the name of Jesus. I believe that I receive and, and I, you're speaking with loud, like it means something. And guess what? That wasn't what I needed. The mountain of poverty right behind it was a mountain of covetousness. Right? And so if I'd have got rid of the mountain of poverty, there'd have been the mountain of covetousness right behind it, which caused the mountain of poverty. Amen? And, and there's a cause to things 
that Christians have the ability through the love of God and through Jesus Christ to overcome. Everything in this world, we're designed by God to overcome because we're sons, children of God. Amen? And our DNA is overcoming. And when, when we make the choice to look for what, it is, what you need to overcome, what did I need to overcome at that time? Matthew 6.33. I needed to put Christ first. I needed to put the kingdom of God first in my life. And when I did that, overcoming began to happen. Right? And it didn't come in the form of a pile of money. It came in the form of a heart change and a Dave change. And Dave began to see old things go away and new things come. Amen? And when we see that, then then God's working with us. He's working in us and He's working through us. But we're overcoming. But but what we thought the problem was, was not the problem. You know, you see people um, that are sick. They, 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 and they're speaking to their body. They're speaking to the mountain of sickness and they're speaking healing. They say, mountain cancer, you got to go. We curse you in the name of Jesus. And, and right behind the mountain of cancer is unforgiveness. Amen? But the, the cause is there. And I'm not saying God won't get rid of the, the, the cancer. He'll heal you before He tells you why you got it. Right? But you got to be ready to hear what happened. And, and I'm going to rephrase that. Not why you got it. Why, how the devil got in. Okay? Because I don't want anybody thinking God let something in. God don't do that. Amen? So let me word it right. And, and the things we let in our life, you know, people say, well, I don't know how it got in there. I don't either. But it doesn't come causeless. Amen? The, the, uh, the, the things that happen in our life, God has an overcoming answer for every one of them. You know, you, know, you look at Ephesians, and there's natural answers and there's spiritual answers. Think about, um, where is it, Ephesians 4? We'll go, we'll go to John here in a minute. Ephesians 4. Yeah, look at... Look at Ephesians 4:28. Here's a good example of overcoming. If you're a kleptomaniac, no, or just maybe you've had problems with stealing. I don't know. But but here's the answer to overcoming stealing, right here. Let him that steals steal no more. Stop. You want to overcome something? You want to overcome? You want to, the first thing you need to do to overcome something that's not going right? Stop. Right. And then rather do this. What? Work. Work with your hands. This is the natural thing. And then the spiritual thing that will help you to overcome this. Give. Right? Work and give. And those two things will help you overcome stealing, whether it's, whether it's natural, whether you're actually stealing, or whether you're just doing things the wrong way. Amen? Yes, you know, people say, oh, I don't steal. I just... Cheat a little bit on my no. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> no, we're not going. We're not going to talk about that. Um, look, look at another one. So same chapter, right? Just just actually a couple verses down, verse thirty-one. No, I'm wrong. Verse twenty-nine. Verse twenty-nine. Here's how you overcome. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. How do you stay? You first stop it, right? Stop saying it. And you know, that's the key to a lot of things. A lot of people get rid of things, but they don't fill the space. Yeah. Exactly. Amen? Exactly. You can get rid of something, but then you've got to fill that space. 
And in these cases, well, in every case, you fill it with the love of God because in the love of God, every answer to what you're to do next exists. Amen? In the love of God, the, the answer, after you quit talking bad, which is the love of God too, or you're not going to be able to do it, but... Um, don't let it, but that which is good. What? Start talking that which is good. Begin to say something that edifies somebody, that builds somebody up, that brings good results and quits bringing bad results. Amen? And, and that, that's edifying. It's, it's, it's good to the use of edifying, and it ministers grace to the hearers. That's overcoming. What did you just overcome? Corrupt communication. If we think and we begin to do these things, we'll overcome... But this is how we learn to overcome. We start looking at the Word as, as a manual, but a faith manual. Something you can grab your faith a hold of. I can believe this because God said it. He said, if, if you want to get rid of corrupt communication, quit talking it. And every time, think about what's good. Stop. You'll have to stop for a minute. You know, I remember when uh, Nancy worked here. Uh, and it was when I first started in the church. And she'd tell me a big problem that's happening, and I would immediately say something. And I'd tell her what to do. And then I'd have to call her back within two minutes and say, no, don't do that. And she'd say, well, it's what you told me to do. I said, never do the first thing I say. <laughs> well, that's not okay. That means I shouldn't say the first thing I said. Right? Instead, wait a minute and just say the second thing first. Instead of having to backtrack. And, you know, cause I remember when, when I did first start working with the Moors, both of them, they would tell me, they'd give me something to do, and they'd say, okay, tell me what you're gonna do. And I'd, I'd say, I'm gonna go this, this, and this. They'd go, no. And I'd go, man, I gave them my most spiritual answer. <laughs> and that was my problem. I was looking for the most spiritual answer, not the answer. Right? I needed to look inside. There is an answer. You know, the answer to not stealing is don't do it. Right? That doesn't sound very spiritual, does it? But, but it's completely spiritual because it's in the Word of God. And, and that's what God would say. He'd say, if you're going to overcome, listen to my whole paragraph. Don't, don't just stop here and say, um, I'll just give, but I'll steal what I give. Right? It says, don't steal. Right? Get a job. Right? If you get a job, you don't have to steal. And then give. Why, why does he want you to give? Because that's where you get, that's where you, that's how you get in the more blessed position. That, that's, that enables God to begin to work in your life. That's overcoming. Amen? Because you're going to overcome a whole bunch of things at that point. And, and, and when we, when we decide to, that we are overcomers and we decide to learn how to be overcomers, we go to faith school every day. Why? Because that's how we overcame the world, right? That's how, that's how the world is overcome. Uh, go to John and we'll read. John 16, verse 33. Faith school is good, and and I'm just going to encourage you to watch it and tell people about it. Um, You know, people say, well, he's the basics of faith. Yeah, we don't know the basics of faith. (laughs) Faith is huge. It's the victory that overcame the world, the universe. Right? It reaches back as far as sin could reach and then farther and reaches further, forwards further than sin could ever go. Right? And overcomes. Thank you, Lord. John 16, Jesus talking. He said, These things I've spoken unto you, 
that in me you might have peace. And that word peace means to set at one again, have rest, uh, not worry, not, not be concerned. But, but, it, but, the, but, but the nice word I like about it is to set at one. He set us at one again with God. He, he took down the wall that divided us, and he put us back at one with the Father. And when he put us at one with the Father, it gave us ability. We became sons of God. Amen? We became children of God. And when we became children of God, when, that, when all that was wiped away, and we were able to approach him through Jesus Christ, we, 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 we gained victory through Jesus Christ. Amen? He is our victory. In the world, he said, in the world... You shall have tribulation. I used to read this, and, I was, and I'd read it, and I'd read it, and I'd read it, because I was trying to figure out how to get around it. Anybody in here like tribulation? Well, how many people work out? That's tribulation. Right? You're, you're, you're causing pressure against something. It is, and I don't mean that bad. I actually work out right now. I say right now because, you know, I'm believing to keep going. <laughs> no, I am. We're doing good, actually. So we're working out regularly because we want to be around to 120. If God, if Jesus don't come back, it's a lot of good ministry to do, right? And uh, but anyway, th- that's tribulation. Those things, it's pressure. It's pressure. And in this world, it, you're going to have pressure. But then he says, "But be of good cheer." In other words, have joy. Why? Because joy overcomes the world. First of all. But have joy because I've overcome the world. What's he saying? You don't have to be concerned. There's going to be pressure. There's going to be things going on. Don't get concerned. Don't get afraid. Don't get out in the world because of it. You know, when things come along and pressures come, sometimes our first response is to try to fix it ourselves. And that's the worst response we can do because you don't know how to fix it. Right? I didn't. Even if you had the best fix, remember we talked about Asa the other, uh, what, several weeks ago? Asa, King Asa, everybody remember that? You know, first time he, he, he sought God and he, man, had great victory. Second time he step by step did something and it worked, but it wasn't God's will. If you just looked at it in the natural, in business terms, what a great idea. What a good business plan it was. Give him a little money, get some protection. Get some help. The, the other king leaves. Looks good on paper. Not the will of God. And not the answer. He didn't overcome. In chapter 14, he overcame. In chapter 15 or 16, he, he didn't overcome. Difference. There's a difference between compromising and overcoming. If we compromise, we might get through the situation, but the situation will follow us. Right? You, ever, you ever fixed something, and then about a week later you looked around and it was still there? And it's following you around like a puppy dog. And it ain't leaving because it's not fixed. The problem's still right there. And, and when, when God gives us an answer, just, just, like, just like the simple uh, Ephesians, let him that steal, steal no more. Right? You know, we, the, 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 the worldly answer to those things is let's curb it back. Let's curb the stealing back a little bit, right? And let's get you a part-time job so so you can see that you can make some money. You know, because we want to be compassionate. No, compassion would tell you, stop it. Stop that. 
That's what love would say. And see, that's what love does. When, when love gives you an answer, it gives you an answer. Even if you don't like it, it is the answer. Right? When, when you're a parent, sometimes you say no because it's not good for the kid. The kid hates your answer, but it's not a good time to change it. Amen? And, and kids, let me just tell you, if they change it, it's going to be bad for you. And all the kids said, boo. <laughs> Trust me, I know. You know, my mom, when I, as I got older, one time I said, Mom, she goes, you going to do this? She goes, she goes, are you going to go here tonight? I'm like, yep. She goes, you shouldn't. I'm like, well, I'm going anyway. I was older. I wasn't, you know, being totally disrespectful, but I was pretty disrespectful. And I said, well, I'm probably going to go anyway. And she says, well, it won't be good for you. And boy, it wasn't. And she was loving me with all she had in her at that point and everything God told her to do. Amen? God will do that. He'll say, don't go here. Don't do this. Do this. Say this. Don't say this. Use this. Walk here. And, and, and you'll say, why, Lord, why? This, this, would, this would do it and this would do it. And he'd say, no, this is the overcoming way. If you want to overcome, do it like this. And it's never going to be the way your flesh thinks because the flesh and the Spirit are at odds against each other. Amen? That's why the old things got to pass away and the, old, the new things got to come. Because the old is selfish. It's selfish. And when you think of an idea how to get, get out of it, you're only thinking about you. When God gives you an idea how to get out of it, He's thinking about others. Think about the guy that's going to steal no more. He wants him to steal no more thinking of him. Then he wants to get him a job, thinking of him. Then he wants him to give, thinking of others. Amen? Yeah. He, he, God fixes things. He, he has a whole plan. And when you overcome through Christ, you overcome the world. Amen? You don't just overcome the moment, you overcome the world. Amen. Glory to God. And he said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Look at uh, um, 1 John 5. Of course, we had to go there when we're talking about overcoming, right? Who's an overcomer? We are. Everyone that's born of God. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever. Um, if you look at it, look at it in the Young's literal, just so we can get rid of whatsoever. You know, so sometimes the, these words mean something. In key, but because everyone who is begotten of God doth overcome the world. Everyone who's born of God overcomes the world. So if you're born again, you've overcome. And you truly have if that's all you ever get. If all you could ever do is dial somebody's phone number on your smartphone, at least you have a smartphone. You may never get a text. You may not get an email. You may not have a flashlight. I don't know what all they do. <laughs> Yeah, every time my daughter comes in, she tells me six more things they do. I'm like, I'm never going to do that. I don't even have time to return all the texts I'm going to get, let alone do what you got on here. Dad, you can control this and this, and I'm controlling as much as I want with my phone. <laughs> right? So, so I don't want to do that anymore. But everyone that's born of God has, has heaven to gain and hell to lose. Amen? That's victory. Glory to God. If you don't go to hell, you miss hell, you got victory. Amen. But if this is all you ever get, 
You, you won't overcome, you won't lead an overcoming life as an overcomer. You'll, you'll possess overcoming, but you'll never enjoy it. Because we're designed to overcome anything that comes after us. But if you don't believe in overcoming, you know, people say, ah, he don't heal everybody. Well, then, he, then you're not going to get healed. Right? Well, he doesn't want everybody to prosper. Then you're not going to prosper. Not his way. You may have money, but you'll never prosper. You may stay well, but you'll never know health. Not, not the God kind of health. The life that He gives. Amen? He says, everyone that is born of God, go back to King James because it is really hard to read the Young's Little. He talks backwards. I talk hillbilly, he talks backwards. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. What? Our faith in Jesus Christ. Our faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the Son of God. Our faith, that is the overcoming power of God right there. If you stay with that and, and, ex, and excel from there, you will, you will be an overcomer. You are already an overcomer, but you will become a great overcomer. You, will, you won't be an undercomer. Right? We got a lot, we got way too many undercomers. Right? We want, we want to overcome. It pleases God for, He, Jesus died for us to overcome. He raised again for us to overcome. But, but the things we have to do to overcome aren't just the things you see before you. It's not about the sickness. It's not about the money. It's about what, what, what's behind all that. What, what's, that's why He puts later in Ephesians, that same chapter, He said, leave no place for the devil. Why? Because when we leave a place for the devil, he'll make sure to use it. Amen? And the things that leave those places are anger and selfishness and malice. And, and you know, people, people like in, in church, they like you to use the bigger words because they're not doing those. <laughs> right? Lying. Right? Envy. Jealousy. Right? Things that, things that affect people. Right? Because, because these are the things that affect all people. Everybody in here is, is dealing with something. If you're dealing with it, you could overcome it. Amen. Because there is an opposite to every word, right? You, you, there, for, for every selfish word, there's an unselfish word. And, and, and that's the overcoming word. You know, we like to, we, we overcome by faith. Faith works by love. So you overcome by faith and love. It's, it's not just faith because people have faith in faith and they never overcome. But when your faith is based in love and, and works out of love, then it's, then it's overcoming power for you and for those around you. Because why? It's successful everywhere it goes and it breeds success outside of it. That's what it does. It causes good to happen here and good to happen before you and behind you. It, it's, it's the love of God that causes that faith to work. Remember, I said I knew I needed a mountain of money because I had a mountain of debt. And so I'm speaking to the mountain of debt. But the mountain of debt has behind it the mountain of covetousness. It has the mountain of lust of other things. I'm, ha- I'm having not, not, I'm asking, but I'm not having. Why? Because I'm asking amiss. So there, there's another mountain behind that. But, but our faith could speak to the right thing. Because God will tell you what the issue is. He'd send people to you to help you. 
Right? And they'd say, they'd say, what? You're sure mad at that person. Have you forgiven them? And they'd say, no. You don't know what they did. Love can forgive them. Overcoming power of God can forgive them. You may never be able to, but by faith working through love, they can be forgiven. It's the same way you were forgiven. Amen? And when we get rid of that, then we can speak to the mountains. Why? Because we, we spell, you know, what, what if you said, uh, whosoever says unto that mountain of unforgiveness, be ye removed and cast into the sea, and I don't doubt in my heart and I believe that I receive those things that I say, go. And you get rid of that forgiveness forever. Why? It just went into the sea. If you said it in faith. And, and, and it causes, it causes you to grow. And to learn, you're now learning how to be an overcomer. How do you be an overcomer? Get rid of the things that are keeping you from overcoming. It wasn't the sickness. It wasn't the debt. It was what brought them in or allowed them in, the door they came through. Shut the door. Right? Kick them out. Fill it with love. Shut the door. And you'll always have the right answer in every circumstance to fill it. Because, you know, I remember when I used to, Mrs. Moore, she'd say, okay, I need you to call these people and talk to them about this. And I'd say, okay, what am I talking? I'm going to tell them this. And she'd go, no, that's wrong. I'm like, that was my most spiritual answer. Again, what, what's she looking? She's, she's looking for the root. She doesn't, she doesn't want to just cut off the top and then it grow back up. Why? Because it's a hassle to deal with things six times. Amen? And, and so if you deal with it once... God will show you. If you're looking for the root, God will show you the root, and He'll show you the fix to the root. Amen? Amen? And, and, and it's usually not what people think the fix is. When, when they come up, they already know what they think's wrong and what they think the answer is. Well, if you have the answer, go ahead and use it. Why not? Because it's not the answer. God has the answer. And, and what that answer is may not be anything like what you thought. Amen? But do you know the answer to changing people around you? Change. Change. The answer to changing people, changing your surroundings is you change. That gives people the ability around you to change. Amen? And, and that, that's the answer to so many things when you're having a problem in, in a, uh, any circumstance, with, especially if it involves another person. Did you know that God never told you to change them or He never told you to do their job? Your, your, our job never changes. Love, love, preach the gospel, love, put God first, love. Our job never changes. If, you, if we can do our part... We, we give them the ability to do theirs. But if they never do theirs, right? Go to, go to, uh, I don't know if we got through all that, but go somewhere else. Romans 12. Romans 12. And, that, and that's the thing about faith school. It's teaching step by step these these different circumstances on healing and 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 faith for today and and chapter 11 of Hebrews I mean he goes through it weeks week after week after week and and it's it's good I don't even know another word for it it's good and it does teach us how to be an overcomer 
Amen? Because why? It feeds our faith, makes our spirit stronger, and we learn how to be an overcomer. That's from the Lord. Brother Moore doesn't just make these things up. He gets them from God. Romans 12, verse 18. says, if it be possible, and now, which means it might not be possible, okay? And that, that's one of the few places where it actually says that. What's the Young's Little say right there? I know my, my lady here. If, if possible. possible. Same, same thing. Usually God doesn't leave ifs, and, but, but what he's saying is, do your part. Do your part. We have a part, but we can't do somebody else's part. You can't even pray for somebody else to do their part. You can pray that God show it to them, that they, He reveals it to them. But while you're doing that, you're not listening to your part. You ever notice you spend so much time praying for somebody else to be nice to you that you forget God's sitting there talking to you about how to be nice to them? You say, well, I am nice to them. Sounds like it. <laughs> That's real good. Says, as, as, uh, if it be possible, as much as life within you, live peaceably with all men. How many men? All, all saved men? All. No. So in the world, if you're dealing with other people, we're to live peaceably. Yes, sir. <laughs> right? People don't like that because the automatic re- reaction to getting slapped is slap back. But the anointed answer to getting slapped is turn the other cheek. And love gives us that ability. It doesn't make us do it. It does give us the ability. And, and that's what Jesus was saying. He said, I've got a better way. i, I got a way to overcome being slapped. It, this would overcome it. Slapping him back might cause a war. Turning the other cheek would overcome it. People say, oh no, people just use you all your life. Better to be used and do the will of God. Amen? Because he didn't say, unless it goes too far, and then slap him back. He'll say, you just be a doormat all your life. No, you'll be a love mat. (laughs) Right? Not a doormat, a love mat. Amen? It says, if it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place for wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Let him take care of it. And, and you know, people say, yeah, when I mean, God get him. No, it's not, he's not going to do it. No. <laughs> he will if he needs to. But he's going to love. He's love and he's going to love. And, and, and if we leave room for him, then, then he'll repay. But he'll repay right. Whatever's right will happen at that point. If you decide... Based on your, you know, people say, well, I went through it. I don't know why they don't got to go through it. Why would you want that to happen? I mean, that, that's a horrible statement. In all the stupid things I did, I always hoped my daughter wouldn't do them. I didn't hope she would do them so she'd learn the way I learned. I hoped she would learn by not being stupid. And sometimes she did. Sometimes she was still stupid. Right? But but in anybody that you're praying for and you're believing for, you don't want something bad happen so that something good can come out of it. You want them to hear from God and overcome. 
Because when you overcome, you don't trip on the hurdle and break your nose on the track. You, you overcome the hurdle. Amen? That'll teach you to get those hurdles out there. <laughs> Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place under wrath, for his written vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hungers, feed him. This is overcoming. How do I know? Because the next verse is going to tell you that. He said, if, the, if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in doing so, you shall, heap, you shall heap hot coals, coals of fire on his head. People say, oh, yeah, I get those coals. It's not what that means. It's not what it means. He's not burning him up. He's not tearing him down. He's giving him a chance. He's giving him a chance to repent. Amen? And, and, and as he gives him a chance to repent, then, what he, then, then what's he say? He says, be not overcome... Of evil. In other words, don't let your enemy overcome you and get into a war, but overcome evil with good. How do you overcome this situation? Good. How, how do we overcome? The, the answers that God's always going to give us are going to come out of love. They're, they're always going, you know, the fruit of the Spirit and the works of the flesh. You, you can work, why? Because the wages of sin is death, or you can grow. You can work, or you can grow. You can work for all the anger and malice and wrath and all the stuff, the works of the flesh, lasciviousness. I can't even name them all. They're on there if you want to read them there in Ephesians or Galatians. Read, read them up. Or you can grow love, joy, peace, long-suffering, right? You can jo- grow gentleness. And why, why are you growing them? Because you can use those to overcome. They overcome all the works of the flesh. Everything that the flesh is trying to work, these are the answer to it. Amen? When, when things get hard, when, when somebody gets hard with you, the answer to that is kindness. Not, not acting kind, being kind. We, we don't act like overcomers, we be overcomers. See, God makes us things. He doesn't, give, he doesn't just give them to you, He makes you. Part. Overcoming is our DNA. We're overcomers. We overcome the same way we heal. We be. We be overcomers. We be healed. We be saved. Amen? And when we, when we get a hold of this, then we begin to look at our own lives and say, okay, what's in my way from helping here? What's in my way? Unkindness, right? Impatience. What, what, what part of love am I not allowing to work here to help fix this situation? Because if I allow work love to work in this situation, it'll, it'll begin to take care of this and, and bring a fix or the ability to be fixed. Again, it's, up to the, it, it's a two-sided thing. But my job is to do my part. My part is to live peaceably and not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And then I become an overcomer. Why? Because I use good. If I, if I try to overcome it with evil, I, I'm an evil overcomer. I don't, want, I don't want to be evil. I want to be a good overcomer. Yeah. Amen? And, and this, this is overcoming. When we begin to overcome this way, we begin to see things happen in our lives and the lives around us that change people. Amen? We're, we're growing. Uh, look at Galatians 3. We want to grow in this overcoming because if we remain where we are, we're no different than the world. And in fact is, we're perpetuating what's going on in the world if we don't do something different. 
If, if we don't have a different response, if we don't have a different action, if we don't have a different heart, if we don't walk in love, if we don't walk by faith, if, if, then, then we don't look any different. I mean, when, when, when a Christian walks out of the church building, he should still look different. His life should still be an example to those who, who aren't living that life. They don't have life. And when and you know it's it's easy again. We talked about this last week in church. We man, I'm walking in love right now. Man, I'm, I'm feeling the love. It's all in this church. But you got to take that love and use it outside this church. Amen. You've got to use it to to bring change into the world, to bring change into the situations that God brings you up up against. Those are the things you're overcoming. We're overcoming every day the temptation. To not forgive. Every day you're going to have a chance to hold a grudge against somebody. Or even if it's just the guy that cuts you off at the stoplight. Right? You know, I was studying this and then I was go, driving home and this car turns like two, not even two miles an hour. I mean, he couldn't even have been idling. I mean, he had to have his brake. And, and, and immediately out of my mouth said, is it that hard? And God said, what are you studying? <laughs> Why, that's corrupt communication. What what that cost me? What did that cost me for him to take that long to turn a corner? Nothing. That's impatience. Yes, that's unkindness. People say, well, he didn't hear you. That's even worse. That means you're saying it and not even caring. When I was... <laughs> You know that in, in, when it talks about, well, right here in this verse, as a matter of fact, Galatians 3, verse 29. And we're going to go clear through 4, just for a minute, 4, 1. It said, if ye be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed, and you're an heir according to the promise. You're an heir of all things right now. You're an heir according to the promise if you be Abraham's seed, and you, you are. Amen? And it says, now I say, in, in verse 1, that the heir... As long as he's a child, differs nothing from the servant, though he's Lord of all. So if you're a child, in other words, and one word for that is an immature Christian. <laughs> you know, another really uh, thing I looked up is non-speaking. That, that word means non-speaking. In other words, you're too young to say the right thing. Because why? Brother Morrison is talking about this in, on Sundays. Your words matter. And if you're non-speaking, you're not helping the situation. And, and if you're speaking the wrong words, you're not helping the situation. And you differ nothing than everybody else around you. And that, that's what he's saying. He's saying even though you're Lord of all, if you don't know it and you don't act like it, then you're making no difference. You're no different than anybody else in the situation. When we get in a situation and people say, well, let's just take it to court. We go, no, let's settle. <laughs> i go back this way. <laughs> Lawsuits. Read about them in the Bible. Don't do it. It's a, it's a waste of your time. You're not going to come out good. People say, well, you don't know how much they owe me. God can repay it. Count it a seed. Count it a seed. People say, oh, you've never done it. Yeah, I've done it. Yes, I have done it. The fact is, they don't even let me go to the courtroom anymore. <laughs> not, not the people that asked me to go to that one. Of course, I don't really work for them anymore, so it doesn't matter. But they sent me, and I said, oh, yeah, I'll fix it. 
said, you don't owe me a thing. Judge, he owes me nothing. Clear the debt. And I walked out of the courtroom. I grabbed my phone. I called the guys. I said, I just cleared this debt. And they said, what? I'm like, you sent me. I don't need, I don't need that. Right? If they don't have it by the time that it goes that far, then there, there needs to be something else besides natural things happen right now. There needs to be some love. There needs to be some understanding. That even if they're doing everything wrong, everything wrong, there, there needs to be more for God to use than what we give in a lawsuit. And that's not in my notes, and I'm going to get out of it right now. People have to be led on their own for that, okay? Read the book. Where were we at? Huh? 4-1. Now I say to you that the heir, as long as he's a child, childlike, immature, non-speaking, differeth nothing from the servant, though he be lord of all. In other words, you're going to be held back from doing anything good until you learn how to be an overcomer. And that's what he's saying. He said, the child's got to learn how to be an heir. You know what? You could buy your child a car when they're one year old. But they cannot drive it. (laughs) Right? In fact, when they're 16, they still can't drive it unless they're willing to learn the rules and learn how to drive it. Amen? And and, and that's the thing. We're heirs to the things of God, but we have got to be diligent to dig in and learn what who we are and what we have and how to use it and how to go about it and and not just say well this they did this we do this this happened we do this no we do what god says we operate in love we have a compassion and a level of compassion that other people don't have the ability to even have there's, there is something in us that is so much greater than what's in the world. And that's, that's what he's saying. He's saying, you've overcome the world. What's in you is so much greater. There's so better answers, so much more to do, so much more to give, so much more to say that will actually mean something, will actually change something. Go this direction. Amen? And when we go that direction, we find a better way. We find God's way, and we, and we give ability in an area that didn't have ability before. Go to Colossians. We'll close with this. Colossians 3. This is good. This is good. Overcoming is not always what you think needs to be overcome. What, what we need to be able to do is look within ourselves inside the situation, whether it's in your house, whether it's at work, no matter where it's at, you need to look and say, what's my part, God? Show me in your word. Tell me what to do. What's my part? And, and then when he says, and it makes no sense, do it anyway. It's kind of like you say, man, I am broke, broke, broke. And he says, take that out of your closet and go give it to them. You say, no, God, you don't understand. I, I need, I don't need to give, I need to have. And he says, I know what you need. You need to learn to give so you can have. Amen? And that's overcoming. See, most people would say, well, I got the money for that, I overcame. Did you learn how to get the money for that the right way? Did, did, did God bring it in the right way? It's, it's not just fixing the situation, it's how you fix the situation. That, that's when you overcome. Keep remembering Asa. It sure looked like he did a good job, but the business 
The business of being king is not as good as the spiritual side of being king. If he'd have stuck with, Lord, you helped me before, I know you'll help me again. And if he would have inquired of God, God would have given him the answer instead of a answer. Amen? And and that's the direction we like to take those things. Colossians 3, verse 1. Tell you what, go to Colossians 2.20. You guys stay in 3.1. I'll 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 get them to put 2.20 on the screen. Colossians 2.20. You're in the book, so you're right there. It's my fault. I, I didn't say it right. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ, in other words, if you died with Christ from the rudiments of this world, as though you, why as though living in the world are you still subject to them? In other words, the way the world does things, if you've died with Christ, why are you still doing things or under the rules of how the world does things? Because now you have a better way. Why are you still doing it this way? Amen? Because what's he saying? If you died with Christ, then you don't have to do that anymore. And he's not talking about the normal obey the law. People say, I don't have to, I can do, drive whatever speed I want. I'm not, no, you can't. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about being subject to, to answering and responding the same way the world answers and responds. Doing things the same way the world do, does things. The philosophies and the rules of how they, if it's flu season, you get the flu. If it's, if, if, if you, if work's slow, you get, you get broke. The, those are the rules of the world. That's not the rules of God. And if we died with Christ, we don't have to follow those rules anymore. In fact, it says don't taste, don't touch, don't handle. Well, what's it really saying? It's saying, do something different. Remember what Mrs. Moore said in the sermon? Not, oh, I don't know, it's probably been a while ago now. She said, if you change nothing, nothing will change. So if we just do it the way it's always been done, is that going to change? It never changed anything anyway, or we still wouldn't be doing it, right? But if we change something, if we say, God, show me, show me how to do this, then, then, then we put ourselves on a level to where we bring answers in that, that are unquestioned. Amen? Why? Because they're right. So nobody can come in and say, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You, you don't have to know. It works. You don't know, do you know that nobody cares how it works once it works? Right? I don't care how the sausage is made. Just cook it and let's eat it. Fact is, <laughs> I don't want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> All right, Colossians three. After he says, "If you if you be dead with Christ," and then Colossians three it says, "And if then you be risen with Christ." So if you died with Him, but now you're raised with Him. Glory to God. Now you're now you're a new creature, new feature, as Brother Jesse says. Now you've got ability in you that you that, that that's greater than anything and anyone ever you can even knows even what you know. You don't even know how great the ability is in with you. But but every time pressure is put on it, it'll bring out the right answer. Every time because it'll come out of love by faith, and your faith working by love always works. It always gives you the right answer. It always puts you on the right side, doing the right thing at the right time. Amen? And that, that's what we're looking for. If you be risen 
with Christ. Seek those things which are above. In other words, quit seeking your answers right here. Quit, quit seeking the situation, the circumstance, and your knowledge. Set, set your affection on what He would do, on how He would handle it, on how things operate where He is. Amen? That, that's where there's an answer for all things. People say, oh, you just can't have an answer to that question. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, there is. Set your mind on things above. Set your affection. What's that mean? You're, be like-minded with what's going on in heaven, not the things on earth. Don't be like-minded with the people on earth. We don't want to be... You, that's why I talked to you last week about watching the news. You're going to be, you're going to be thinking like they do if all they, you do is hear what they say. And you think, well, they are right. Because they're convincing. Because it's not news, it's opinions. And they're designed to give you their opinion so good that you'll believe it. Even if it's not true. And the truth of the matter is, is even if it were truth in the world, it doesn't make it truth. Amen? If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And who's right next to Him? Me and you. He seated us together with Him in heavenly places. Set your affections. Be like-minded. Think new on things above, not on things of the earth. A new way to respond. For you are dead and your life is hidden, hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then you shall also appear with Him in glory. We're, our life is now hidden in Him. You, you now have, you're, you're in the place where answers exist. That you're in an, you're in an anointed place where when you pull, pull up, it's not just your mind, your, your, your demeanor. It's the anointing on you when you walk in. Now you've got an anointing on you through Christ to do something. If you don't say a word, you can bring peace into a situation that had complete turmoil. Amen? I remember one time, um, I was sitting here at church. And I was called into a situation, and I really didn't know I was going into that kind of a situation. But I pull up, and there's police cars everywhere, and 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 so I, I get out, and I knew God told me to go there. I wouldn't have left, and and so I get up, and I, I go, I leave the church, and I go to where it is, and I mean, like I said, there's police cars everywhere, and I walk in, I say, hey, come on, and they walk right out with me, and it was over. Glory to God. You do what God tells you to do. And, and, and I wasn't mean. I said, hey, come on. And they followed me right out. What? It was, it was an anointing on my life at that moment yes. to be at that place in time yes. to help that situation. And, and that, that's the Lord. That has nothing to do with Dave. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Dave. That's the Lord. And, and that's, that's what we're looking we're, We don't want to set our mind. You know, well, let's just sit here and let the police handle this. This is too big for me. It, it, God sent you. He's got it in you. Greater is He that is in us than, is, than He that is in the world. In other words, greater answers, great, greater anointings, greater revelation, greatest love. And if we go by faith, working by love, we'll always walk in with the right attitude, with the right revelation, with the right thing to do, and, and, we'll, be a, and we'll overcome in the situation. And, and that's what we're looking to do. Am I still in three? Yeah. So then it says, mortify therefore the members which are upon the, the your members which are upon the earth. In other words, your flesh. Don't don't give it time. This is how you overcome, right? 
Remember the song, this is how we overcome. You know, I don't think the verse says mortify your flesh. Right? It does talk about having joy. You're having your joy turned, mourning turned into sorrow, sorrow turned into gladness. Whatever, I don't remember the song. I'm not going to sing it for you if I do. This is how you overcome. You, you, you push away the things of the flesh. You don't, you don't give an answer off the top of your head uh, without searching your heart. You don't just, and then tell them not to do the first thing you said. Right? That's not the right answer. And, and I don't do that anymore. By the grace of God, He's helped me to where I'll sit there for a second and I'll get the answer before I give an answer. Instead of giving an answer before I get an answer. There's a lot of giving an answer before you get an answer. And we need to mortify those. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. Only a professor can say that. And covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things, which, for which things, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedient. That King James, man, he's got it. In which we all, in which we also walk some time. That means you don't have to do it anymore. You know, that's, that's the one thing. We do not have to give in to our flesh. When, when we say we couldn't stop it, yes, we could. In fact, it would have been easier to stop it than it was to let it go. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If we would have used our ability instead of allowing this to push our ability out and go that direction, then we would have had the right answer at the right time. Not, not, you know, you rarely hear somebody lash out in faith. Right? Right? Well, I'll be well, you don't have to tell me, I'm, I'm believing, I'm in faith. That's not faith. If you lashed out, you're not in faith. I'm sorry, you're hurting. And there is an answer, but, but, but don't keep saying you're in faith. It doesn't matter how loud you scream it. It doesn't how, matter how adamant you are about it. That's not faith. <laughs> if it was, you wouldn't have to scream it. Because you'd already have it. If it was faith, you'd be at rest. Right? In, in which you also walked in. But now, you've put off all these. Now see, those first ones were really bad, like fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection. Now we've got to get to the anger. People say, well, sometimes you just get angry. Don't let the sun go down on it. And give place to the devil. And then later, you look back there, and behind your mountain of other problems is the mountain of anger that let all the other problems in. Amen? Anger, wrath, malice. These are all these are all things that we have good capability of doing every day. We also have good cap- better capability, greater. I'll use the word greater, greater capability not to. Amen. Blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you've what? Put off the old man. Why? Because you've been risen with Christ. You put off the old man, and now you put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of God. Which is, that, that's the man that we're looking for. That's the one you want to answer the questions, not the old man. He answered questions all the time, and he was wrong. Every time you're old man, you would hear that. Be, ah! Why? Because it's wrong answer. Because your old man, he didn't have an answer. He, he had... He had 
a, a quick solution to an ongoing problem. In other words, he put bubble gum on the hole in the hose. There we go, got her fixed. Until you get home. That'll get you home. That's all it'll get you. This will get you out. Amen? We, we, don't, we don't want bubble gum fixes. We want fixes. Lie not to one another, seeing you put off the old man with his deeds, and put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after, after the image of him that created him, where, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision. In other words, you don't need to look at anything else going on because you now have the answer. Amen? Put on, therefore, as God's elect. Glory to God. That, that, that's what, that, that, that gives, that, that ought to, that ought to make you perk up and stick out your chest. God's elect. He chose you. He chose me and He said, I chose you as my beloved to have mercy. God, I don't want to have mercy. You can have mercy. And I just can't be merciful to them, God. Yes, you can. Why? He just said you could. He put it in you. God knows everything in you. You can't tell Him you couldn't do it because He's the one that put it in you to do. Yeah, yeah. Amen? He said, said, I want you to have bowels of mercy. I want you to be kind. Humbleness of mind. Don't, don't think you know more than you do and judge a situation without checking with me. You have people that want to judge a situation and, and they say, well, God said... No, God didn't tell us to judge situations. He said stay away from things. That's judging it. There's things you should stay away from. But you don't judge the person. You pray for the person. Let him, let him be the judge. Because if, if you judge them, now you're going to be guilty of whatever they're doing. Because the, you, you're human just like them. And you have the same chance of doing it that they did. And, and we don't want to open those kind of doors. God, God didn't give us the power of judgment so we could judge one another. That's all I'm going to say about that. Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. What are all these? These are all answers to overcoming. If you want to overcome, then, then you walk humbly. Then you be meek. Then you be kind. See, these are not worldly answers. The world will say, if you want to overcome, you think me first. You, you put yourself in the lead, and whatever you do, you think about you before you do it, because nobody else is going to think about you, by golly. Right? Isn't that how they are? Me, me. Me first, I'm number one. Me, myself, and I. Want to think about me? Want to think about my? What is it? <laughs> no, I don't listen to Toby Keith. <laughs> number one, oh me, oh my. Glory to God. That's what they want. Anytime you begin to think selfish, no, you're not thinking like God. If you're only thinking about how... I remember even when people would call, and I was tired, even at the church. I know you just wouldn't think somebody would think this way, but I'm tired. And they're saying, well, we need this. And I'd be like, Lord, they don't need that today, right? <laughs> Why? Because I'm tired. I'm thinking selfishly. That's not a reason to think selfishly. Just because you don't want to do it? You, I, I mean, just listen to the sentence itself. I don't want to do it. Right. I mean, it starts with I. Most sentences that say that start with I, unless they're, I'll do it, Lord, are probably, probably going to end up selfish. Right? 
So, so we're going we're gonna to put on mercy. We're going to be kind, humbleness of mind, meekness. We're going to be so long-suffering. Everybody else is going to be mad and throwing a fit, and we're still going to be smiling and helping the person they're mad at. Saying, you can do this. Come on. You, you can get through this. And we're, we're going to be the one that doesn't talk corrupt and doesn't join in when everybody's talking stupid things. Amen? Meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. Did you notice in Mark 11, 22 through 25, 6, whatever it was, um, there's three things that faith gives you the ability to do. Speak, pray, forgive. All those are under the heading of faith. Speak, pray, forgive. That gives you the ability to do a lot more things. But those are the three things that Jesus dealt with right there. He said, said, if you'll say unto the mountain... If you'll pray, if you'll forgive. Those are the three things that Jesus chose to teach on while teaching about faith. Now that should give us a lesson right there in overcoming. You want to overcome? Speak to the mountain. You want to overcome? Pray. Ask for those things. Believe you receive. You want to overcome? Forgive. Because behind the mountain you spoke to, Behind the prayer you asked for was the unforgiveness you held. Amen? Amen. And when you get rid of the unforgiveness, the rest falls. It has nothing to stand on. Glory to God. These are answers on how to overcome. This is how we learn to overcome. This is how we grow in Christ and how, how we get to a different place. Stand to your feet. We get to a different place in Him where we overcome situations through love. Faith working by love. The faith works whenever you follow His Word. Just like that day that I went to that situation, I knew in my heart, the minute I heard about it, I, I, I knew God said go. And so I went. And I, and I sat there, and then He said, okay, go in. And I walked straight in. And then I go, come on. And that's all I said. Come on. And that whole situation was over. God knows who to send, what to, what to say, and what to do in every situation. And overcoming requires it. When we learn about faith, we learn. Our faith is fed. Our spirit goes, grows stronger. And we learn how to be overcomers. But you got to learn how to be an overcomer. If you're not learning how to be an overcomer, you're staying under the schoolmaster. You're staying the little child that differs nothing from the world. But when we learn and grow... We, we grow and we mature and we begin to, to look for the right answers and to go the right direction and to look in ourselves. When, you, when we're in a service and we hear something really good, we, we don't say, man, I hope they're here. No, we say, Lord, show me how to fix that in me. Show me, show me what to do with that. <laughs> a lot of faces. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. And love will always try to get you to the right place. It'll always take you to a place where success is and no, and no failure. And if we'll go there, we'll always succeed and overcome. Hallelujah. You got a song, Susan? Greater is He that is